<laughs> well, 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 well. You are now about to witness the awesome a crushing might of the U.G.S. Robinson Show Stop <laughs> Yes, my friends, the kid is awake, not sleeping. So the first time in a long time, I got to do the th full-throated scream. Uh, uh, welcome. I bet you didn't expect to see us here a couple hours later than usual, but here nonetheless. You know, it was a dark week for fighting, but we got lots of goodies. This is not just a fight show. You should know that by now. You should know it by now. I got my eyes on you, <laughs> Scotchdale. <laughs> um, but uh, let's let Bob sing us in, as he has every week since 2007. It's a stigmata from the record Calling of the Just. The song is called Intro All of Nothing, and it's still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California, where they hit your car with a hammer, they shoot you to death in a nightclub, and they run your mayor pro tem out of town on a rail, if you're lucky. But we got chalk, and it's full. But listen, listen well. I'm going to take off the glasses. I got a glass problem here. Could not see so clear, but I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look on your face. At your face, whatever. I get sometimes old, I forget. Anyway, thank you, Bob. Always nothing. Thank you, my friends. My friends. Uh, welcome to version uh, a two, a three, three of the UGS Robinson Show Stomper. Hey, Mr. Robinson, where you like? Where you been at, Mr. Robinson? We, we ain't seen you. Well, you wouldn't see me during the week anyway, so uh, no harm, no foul. But you know, and I know, there have been some traveling. And I met some of you in person. JB was in the house. Mr. Pantel was in the I don't know if these people want me to use their own names. Ash was in the house. They were like, Chris was in the There were like four or five of you that actually showed up to the New, New York event. And oh, I got to tell you, it warmed the cockles of my heart. Cockles. That's right. Cockles. Of my, you know what cockles? It means like valves. But it's such a good word to use. It's up there with like niggardly attention to detail. Whoa. Whoa what? <laughs> what? What? I don't know. N-I-G-G-A-R-D-L-Y. It's a bona fide word 
it's not you can't really use it. Like if you happen to be going camping and you say to somebody, "Hey, grab that faggot over there." Oh, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. No, it's a bundle of sticks. You know, you just got to yield, you just got to yield to common usage here. Uh, yeah, Mr. JB right there, Joe Boucher showed up. Uh better than most of you. That's a fucking level of commitment. His name was on the list, however. But let's go through the commercials and we'll get this stuff over with. If you want to donate, as some of you have, you want to bet it and forget it, you put it on a uh, Boucher. Boucher. Now you single-handedly guaranteed I say bout you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, but, uh, for the rest of our time together. Uh, okay, listen. Patreon.com, if you want to set it and forget it, that's uh, uh, patreon.com slash the stomper or either uh, either Venmo or Cash App. I can't remember which. It's uh, I think it's uh, Venmo. Let's just say Eugene-Robinson-28. Uh, or if you want to do Cash App, it's Planet Oxbow. And, uh, you know, I, I usually give the PayPal address uh, you know, I don't know if you read the article this week. You know, there was a certain point in time where PayPal fucked me hard. And they said, we've got it on good reports that you are a pornographer. So we're canceling your, your account. Now, I talked to the guy who was a general counsel at uh, at PayPal, who also happened to be a guy I trained jujitsu with. And he was like back in PayPal's move 100%. I said, you're missing the point. The point is that there was no... I'm I'm I can face my accusers in a court in an American court of law. But I had no I could not face any accusers. Somebody made some wild allegation and he goes, "Did you sell pornography?" I said, "I I ran a porn review site. It's very different from selling pornography. No nobody gave me any money in an exchange for which received pornography." Uh well they, he goes, "It's the same fucking thing. They got you." Oh really? So in their uh, uh, their official use protocol, they said that if they find that you have somehow breached their rules, they're entitled to charge you twenty five hundred dollars. Now, if you've already had yourself bent over the PayPal barrel, you know that there's no fucking way to address this. There's no redress. There's no facing your accusers. You have zero say. Of course, now PayPal is stumbling over himself with the stock market price, you know, hitting the garbage scow, and they're trying to earn the public store, re-earn the public's trust. And they're like, whoa, whoa, wait, man, whoa, 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 no, bro, because anybody who's been been bent over your barrel fucking knows that had somebody, some sharp-eyed, some gimlet-eyed uh, uh, user not seen that, you would have been ready, steady, yanking $2,500 out of people's bank accounts on the regular with no recourse, redress, or ability to face your accusers. Yeah. Uh, uh, Al Goldstein, I knew. Uh, Guccione, I did not. A friend of mine did. He actually knew Guccione Jr. said he was an all right guy. Goldstein, however, was always on the grift, but whatever. That's uh, he, he was a, an original. The point is, I'm not going to give out the PayPal address anymore because I don't, I don't, you know, I, look, it was enough that Musk had it. Yeah. Musk didn't even start that company like he didn't even start Tesla. But you know, I, I can't. I just can't. 
Yeah, that's what I said. The general counsel, a friend of mine, a guy I do jujitsu with, he quit the, the company, but uh, he already took the voluntary buyout. But he was like, yeah, they were in the right. And this is a guy who's predisposed to be favorable. And, and this was his attitude. Forget about now that he's gone. So I'm not giving the PayPal address out anymore. If you're hardcore in the PayPal and you want to send something through via PayPal, I will let you do that. But I, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't, Yankton is muscle. And I don't like muscle. Speaking of which, anybody who has access to Twitter, I suggest you get on there, send a tweet to Dave Mustaine, who's a year older than me and just got his brown belt, and say the challenge has been laid for heavy metal Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, 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 competition and that he's in my bracket. Let's get this happening. I'm not alone. They're a lot. Harley from the Chromex has been a, a black belt for like eight years. So it's not a wash that I'm going to win this. Duff McKagan, uh, Tommy Lee, Kid Rock, right? It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, not a given that the old, you old Eugene S is going to win this. Yeah. And maybe we get some money on it. Because it's not a given that old Eugene S. Robinson would would try really hard if the money was good. I'm just going to go, hey, it's just about having fun, isn't it? Who cares who wins, who loses the first prize cash money? Not me. Not me. I'm just there to have fun. Just enjoying myself. Rolling around with some guys who make music like you know, look, the guys from uh, Danny from uh, uh, Biohazard, Black Belt. Billy Grazia Day from Biohazard. Billy from now Billy Bio, Black Belt. Uh, 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 Ray Capo from Shelter, Black Belt. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Bob Riley. Uh, Bob Riley's a fighter. He'll fight, but he's not a trained fighter. Uh, um you know, he's like more like a, a, a melee street fighter. Uh, it works better in groups, as far as I know. Uh, but, you know, when I met Bob, he was a kid. So I, there's a lot of years gone by between now and then. I mean, he could have turned into some kind of a fighter. When I met Harley, he was a kid. He was like 10, you know. But like I said, he's been a, a black belt. But, you know, I'm game. Just to show you my heart's in the right place. Just to show you my heart's in the right place. I will be glad to uh, to to compete in a uh, charity competition the charity being broke musicians who don't have enough money that's the charity so uh send it to send it to mustang mustang and see and see where we go from this so so you want to know what happened this past week and i did put mma death in the title if you've been following <laughs> If you've been following, if you've been following me on Twitter, the only reason I'm laughing, I just got a, I got a, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, look, I, I like Julia, Juliana Pena. She seems like a nice lady, <laughs> but, but, but man, the mist, the mist loves that one. But that's not what we're going to start with. We're going to start with what just happened. If you get the Substack, the look what you made me do, Substack. You see, it's tri-level, multi-level chess. It all ties in. It's like a raga, you know, eight hours spit, and it comes together in the end. Look what you made me do, how we end the show. Also, the name of the Substack, 
It's there for you to see if you've got the eyes to see it with. So, uh, so okay. All right, I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version for those of you who haven't read the Substack because I just put it out about seven minutes ago. So uh, after the hellhole that was my last job, you know, I'm like, suddenly, well, keep in mind, they fired me in June. They fired me in June. And uh, yeah, it was a short piece. So you could have you could have gone through it. So uh, they fired me in June. And so I'm as I'm trying to negotiate for severance, having been employee number one, been there for a long time. I'm trying to do this shit. soda voce, right? I'm looking for a job, but I'm trying not to, you know, I'm, I don't want to jeopardize my my severance. You know, I want the money to be right. I don't want to, you know, I want to put it all behind me and just move ahead into the future. So I'm in the marketplace waving around my resume, bits and pieces, sort of different places, not really going to some people. I went to some people, you know, some friends and looking at Lena, hey, you got anything? What do you got? And uh, And they gave me a taste of the future. And the future that they gave me a taste of was like, well, you know, Eugene. And it reminds me of, of being a roommate with a guy. And he said to me, his famous words to me were, uh, my rent was $50 a month. And he was like, I lived in the garage. It was an unconverted garage with a with a swing door in it. It might as well have been a carport, but it was $50 a month. He was like, hey, you know, you got to pay rent here. I go, uh, Yeah that's kind of what renting a place is about, right? He was like, well, I just want to make sure this doesn't turn into the Eugene Robinson welfare house. I said, yo, bro, who the fuck are you talking to? You're being a little bit insulting now, okay? A little bit insulting. You think I can't come up with $50 a fucking month? Fuck you with all that, right? So I'm waving around the resume, you know, I'm just like, I want to get a job. Hey, this old guy. Hey, he's got it. I actually paid a resume service to rewrite my resume. And they say, well, what's your objective? So I'm a writer. I should be able to do this, but I don't have a good sense of the industry. I want to, I want to detract from how old I am because I think ageism is real here in the Valley. Right. And they go, got it. And they turn out fucking brilliant resume. I love this new resume. I It was worth the 200 bucks I had to pay for it. But I'm getting little dribbles and drabs and then the thing and I can't I can't really go live. I want I want to, you know, I want to go go bang. I want to, you know, I'm talking to executive headhunters and it's all this creepy crawling me the muley muley fucking shit. And then they deny my claim on the basis of some bullshit glass door review for Ozzy that they think I wrote. You've heard me tell this story before. I'm in the car. I'm being interviewed by Ben Smith from the New York Times. And as I'm interviewing him, the texts are coming through. Fast and Furious are coming through from the lawyer. They say they're not going to pay if you don't pull this review down. I said, I didn't write the review. They said, he said, is that the honest truth? I go, it's the God's honest truth. Of course, you can't prove it because they're all anonymized, Right. And I said, I'm actually insulted that they think I wrote it because the writing is not up to my standards. And if I write something there, you'll know it. In fact, I did subsequently go and put uh, a review up and put myself as editor at large, tenure employee. No question as to who that person is. I got nothing to hide, officer. Come on over, to quote Jeff Galuli. So that's when they deny my claim. Oh, you got to go to glassdoor.com. It's great. Go to any company you want and you type it in there. And I had a friend who was a VP at Glassdoor. And he goes, companies are killing themselves. 
you know, they, they're killing themselves to find out who is leaving these reviews. And they're suing, and Glassdoor has a, so far an ironclad policy. We don't, we don't, you know, don't ask because we won't tell. But you go and look, read the Aussie reviews, and I just sent them to the least favorable. You can set the filter least favorable reviews because those are always howlers. In the case of Aussie, completely truthful. So um, I'm trying to be quiet. Any denying my severance claim? Keep in mind. Keep in mind. All they know about my finances is that I am a, a father with a, a, a two year, almost two year old child. And uh, one elite, one older daughter who's still in college, who's got a mortgage to pay, and like as of June, no fucking paycheck, no severance, and they're going to deny my fucking unemployment claim on the grounds that it was for for cause, because they said pull down the Substack, and I refuse to pull down the Substack, even though I have texts and emails saying it was perfectly okay for me to start the Substack. Ah, there you go, Mr. JW. Nice to see you. So he he says, we. my lawyer says he didn't write it. They say, we don't believe him. We believe he's lying. And that's when I turn back to the phone and say to Ben Smith, you can quote me on all of that. And then the shit goes madhouse. The New York Times piece comes out Sunday. I'm getting, my phone is, and this started a feeding frenzy. I had had job offers from media companies. I had job offers from large newspapers. I had at least six floating job offers. My head was spinning, especially because, you know, uh, like you've seen many a movie. You've seen many a movie where there's a great uh, the guy who did Archie and Mahitabel. If you don't know Archie and Mahitabel, the guy says he was a journalist. He died and was reincarnated in the body of a cockroach. So he's still writing beyond the grave, right? This cat. And he, he's got this great story in the old anthology of Archie and Mahitabel where he talks about this wolf that's that's threatening this, this beautiful lamb. And a hunter wades into the, into the thing and, and saves a lamb's life, just bashes the wolf's head in. And, you know, the, the sheep is, or the lamb is so thankful, or the sheep, whatever, so fucking thankful. And that, you know, the guy's like, you're safe now, you're safe with me, come on home. And then the guy gets the sheep home. Of course, he kills the sheep and eats the sheep. This is was my concern. I got, I got at least five or six job offers coming out of it, which is more than I had the entire six months of starvation worrying about where money was coming from before. Wife not working, young kid, another kid in college, worried about cash. But I don't want to be the guy frying pan into the fire, right? That's not the guy I want to be. And I don't know what to do. I'm like, you know, I, I keep my shoulder, my burdens uh, without complaint, but it's in my head. Like, where do I go? I don't know. What I think door one, door two, door three. Door, well, this could be a tiger with it. And then I get a call from Wong Duty. And I'm like, you know what? I just can't. The name, I just can't. I can't with the name, you know? It's like I had a, I had a, an, a, a not an ex, but, you know, girl, whatever. It doesn't matter. We had some. And she ended up, she wanted to be an actress, but then she ended up working a side hustle on her way to trying to be an actress. And she worked for this company called Looney Balloony. 
Now, there's nothing shameful, like the Chinese say, don't laugh at the prostitute, laugh at the poor person. You know, if you're if you're making something pay, whatever. I'm not going to, but loony balloony. It just stuck in my head. Loony balloony. So I don't want to be that guy. Wong duty. And Ruby, my daughter, who's working at some big ad agency now called Wyden and Kennedy, and she just pretty much bulldogged her way into that job. They had no job, and she just harassed them until they fundamentally gave her internship. And then Kennedy himself goes, how come we haven't hired this person? Hired her, and then he died. It's like just a model of, of fantastic right time, right place timing. She says, you should do it, Dad. And I go, really? She goes, my friend, she named a friend. I don't know if the friend wants to be part of the show. She works there. She loves it. So I start taking it more seriously. Two of the other places, I do some due diligence, and one of the bosses, one of the bosses gets outed by the Daily Beast as a boss from hell. I turn the I turn that job down. That person flies flies up from LA. Goes, I want to talk to you face to face if it's about that article. I said, like, well, I just got I know I got a lot of things to consider. And that person tells me, listen. Those complaints were levied by 20-somethings, Gen Zers who don't know shit about hard work. I want to win us a Pulitzer, and we're going to do that, goddammit. And you shouldn't let anything you read in that article affect you. Okay? The other cat, big show, big media company. Ask a few people, three people when I say few. The word came up three separate times from three different people in three different geographies. Hell, hell, hell. All these hunters looking for a lamb to take home to help out. Wong Duty starts looking a little bit better. So, all right, you all, you know, I mean, uh, all course, all my journalists and friends are like, what are you, stupid? You stay with me. To you Who did? But they, if they've been paying attention long enough, they know I'm the best kind of prostitute. They laughed at me when I went in-house at Intel and Apple and Adobe. Oh, you're not a real journalist anymore. You can't write what you, you're just a corporate hack. Oh, well. And you're just a guy unemployed trying to scrape together two nickels. Forget it. I'm jumped like Empires of the Sun, John Malkovich. I'm jumping out of that railroad car. I'm picking up the rock. So I finally said, all right. I'm going to, Wong Duty gives me the title, assistant vice president. And they say, they have a single KPI, key performance indicator. And that's it. You make us famous. That's it. So in the almost, uh, uh, almost year since I've been there. <laughs> no, no, JB. In olden times, and olden times, they would have, we, I would have explained to you that Wong Duty is an ad agency. But nobody who's at an ad agency, Accenture, Razorfish, Droga, none of these companies call themselves AKQA. None of them call themselves ad agencies anymore. Why didn't Kenny? It's not an ad agency because it's not just about ads anymore, right? It's not just about, it's about a 360 degree deal. And I'm not going to be a corporate flack here and pretend to explain it to you. But it's 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 a back end, it's a front end, it's identity campaigns, it's branding, it's commercials, it's web properties, it's it's promotions, it's everything. It's turnkey everything. Accenture is huge. They got like fifty thousand. Whatever. If you start a company and say 
I need some sort of, I'm looking to generate a 4% increase in sales over the year. And, it, and you go to them and they, they're like McKinsey for, for, for businesses. McKinsey does businesses, but McKinsey also does governments and private people. That That's what it, it's like. It's uh, powered by emphasis, uh, a large multi-billion dollar uh, Indian uh, uh, company. That's the, the you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she, the, everybody who works it is great. So anyway, like yeah, because I don't want to cut, go on to, for too long here. So my one KPI is made. So since then, since November, I got an article, one in ad, you know, one in adage, one in like ad week, or a couple in adage, couple in ad week, one in the LA Times, uh, um, and, and then I've had three articles written, three more articles written on the metaverse on uh sustainability on something else that haven't been we not been successful placing them uh i can't remember what the the third one is but we're working on but then you know so i start to do the math and i say that's my one kpi um i'm either gonna have to double down and bust my ass just harassing like you know all these cats i know at at real newspapers to, to play some of this stuff or just to keep myself from rotting away, I'm going to have to do something. So I go, hey, why don't I borrow from the Substacks five easy pieces and just do something that I know how to do that's easy, that's fun for me. We'll call it the, the live five, and we'll do it. We'll just five questions, five answers, in, out, nobody gets hurt. We'll just run it in general to put up a fourth wall or pull down a fourth wall and let people look inside You know, a place where creative people dwell where creative magic happens, right? To get to, to restart the cool creative factor, you know, which any most companies over 30 years old need, right? I just decided to do that. It's something I could do. It's something that, that, that'll, that'll be fun. It's something that, that, that'll be useful, right? Um, it'll, it'll start to move eyes and start to get more people at, over to wongduty.com and it's as well a talent recruitment thing, right? People go, oh, that's cool. That's cool. They don't, I don't do it. That's cool. So you start to, you know, you start to build a set of steam. At the very least, you know, um, um, you know, I'm contributing to the website, right? This is what marketing does. PR marketing is what we do. I'm editing other people's articles. I'm doing all this stuff. But this takes very easy. You do an interview, bing, bang, boom, in, out, it goes up. So I start doing it. And I started doing it and I'm having fun doing it. I'll do one a week. I mean, keep in mind, you should do 14 articles a week for Ozzy, which was, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let him never see it coming, says Mr. Al Pacino. Um, but then they hire a hot shot, like a bona fide hot shot. And I don't know this hot shot from anything. Like our worlds have never intersected. The person's name is Grace Francis. And Grace Francis comes in like out of the blue reaches out to me as a kindred spirit goes what the fuck and i go what they go is there any other agency like in the world that has a person of uh uh no that's a devil's advocate reference (laughs) the pacino one is there any agency in the world that has a journalist journalist of your caliber on staff i go i don't think so most journalists of my caliber have morals ethics and fashion themselves real journalists so they would never do this but I, I just i'm in love with words so i'm glad to do it and i'm not i'm not cooking the books here these are legitimate interviews so whatever what do i care whether it's in rollingstone.com or for wongduty.com right and they say 
how come the company's not making a bigger deal out of it? You got Mike Patton, you got Vernon Reed, you got Lydia Lunch, you've got Chelsea Wolf, you've got, and I go, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's just something to amuse myself. And, you know, these are ratings winners. I have a stats machine all the time. I'm paying attention because of my one KPI, you know, key performance indicator, make it famous. If if I got pieces that debut as a most read thing on wongduty.com, I'm golden. So I got these pages, Steve Albini, you know, um, um, and I don't think I did Steve Albini. I did Steve Albini for for five easy pieces. I don't I haven't done him for Wong Duty yet. Or did I? I forget. Um, so um, and then also there's another thing too. Like, of course, you know, a lot of people could do what I'm doing, but without even trying very hard, you know, not even trying very hard, which just goes to show you that nobody tries hard at all. You know, we have we have people all across the spectrum, right? None of this, oh, George Floyd is so shocked me that I gotta do something with black folks in it. It's just the people who I know. Some are black, some are gay, some are trans, some are yeah, whatever. I don't care. It's, it's a nice spread of people who are doing interesting shit, right? And so Grace says, look, we should pull this out. We should do it separate. And I was like, all right, if you're call. I mean, I'm game. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing otherwise, but cool. And they say, well, let's call it end of nowhere and we'll launch it. And um, and it'll sit on its own site, like October 10th. Now, how about that? We'll have a launch party in London and get all the media there and involved. And then we'll have one in New York and then have it, you know, and then have just maybe some of the people you interviewed, have them all show up and then, you know, make a big deal about it. And I was like, okay, cool. And, um, and so we start planning this thing. And, um, and you know, it's kind of like when, you know, the cool kids are over in the corner whispering, you know, the, the people who, um, yeah, there was a London launch, but they, I, I didn't fly out for it. They, they didn't have the budget to fly me out for it, but it's kind of like the cool kids are in the corner, like whispering stuff. And then people are like, oh, well, what are they doing over there? And so, I mean, bit by bit, sort of people at Wong Duty who are very kind of tied into doing things. Uh, I mean, you know, it's an ongoing concern. You got heavy hitters there. You got big business stuff, you know, and everybody's got cost centers. It's like a law firm. You tie it to your cost center and, you know, it might be cool and entertaining what you're doing. But if I can't put it down, if I can't put a cross reference to somebody that's paying for it, I was just wasting time. But I had no choice. I had to do something. I had to do something. And I had a very singular KPI. Um, so all of a sudden I started generating heat and light and, you know, the group is excited. We're all excited. So they do the event in London. And it's a it's a it's a, a smash, and then they did the one in, in New York. And like I said, I didn't mention it. I didn't go on and on and mention it in the show because I don't want to put my thumb on the scale. That's why you only heard me mention it on the show like like two like a week ago when I opened. So you D, you DM me, I'll put you on the list. You'll go four for four or five. You showed up. JB was was one, and like I said, there were four or five others. You actually showed up. It was cool, and of course that was also strategic. <laughs> because we couldn't afford security. <laughs> so I don't want to be, if, if things got out of hand, I don't want to be the only one there swinging. I knew I could count on people who watch the show to be there swinging with me. <laughs> I mean, I actually did say that. I said, yeah, you know, I'm a black belt in jujitsu and, and a former bouncer. It doesn't mean I want to be doing that at my own event. So uh, so they, they uh, kicked out this budget for the, the event and that's what we had. And tomorrow, October 10th, all the stuff that had existed on wongduty.com yeah, all the stuff that had existed on wongduty.com is gone. 
from wongdu.com and it'll be ported over to theendofnowhere.com. And all of it will be, all the images of the people we interviewed will be redesigned. And I got to pull out, I got to pull down all the stuff. To, uh, I got to pull down all the stuff today, tonight, after the show. And then it, the lead off is too late, I guess, maybe for people to scoop me if they were prone to do it. Will be, I finally, after six months of trying, got a hold of Macy Gray. So that'll be the lead. And then it'll be all the others that, that went in. Or maybe, I don't know how they're going to do it, but Macy Gray will be part of the offering. So, um, so that's, that's what, what the party was about. Um, no, man. Hey, hey, JW, you've been, you've been missing a few shows, my man. Where is it? Where the fuck is it? Where's that? Where's my black belt? Oh man. Actually, where is it? It's, it's over there. I, what the hell? Where is it? Well, look, I got the black belt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, uh, it, 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 it's here somewhere. So, so that's so that's so that's what was happening in New York, and it was like I said, like much like the internet. Um, yeah, man. Thank you for showing up. Much like the internet, it was it had the potential for being the world's most uncomfortable dinner party. I've said that about the about the uh, uh, the about you know social, you know, like the ex of mine is like sniping at me on the interview in the early days of Facebook. Oh, you, you know, you, you, you know, why don't you go suck some dick? I go, oh, whoa, what? You know, my mother reads this. My kids are reading this. What are you doing? You got to beef with me. Just send me an angry email like everybody else. But putting that shit on my post, that stuff on my wall, you out of your mind. So, but this was a small version of that. You know, my mom showed up, my sister, one of my sisters showed up, her husband, yeah. Uh, Ruby actually flew out the uh, dual purpose. There's a big uh, Wyden Kennedy meeting in New York. So a lot of the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, uh, showed up and, um, and, you know, people I know from the hard, hardcore folk, from the hardcore scene, people who are still involved in music who are not just hardcore folks. Um, I, I, you know, I had, I just, every exes, well, I had friends, everybody showed. It was, it was, and then there's some people, <laughs> this is one guy who showed up whose wife is famous. Like I've been reading her stuff for years on CNN and she told me to come. And apparently she advised him to come on the basis of her belief that I was Eugene H. <laughs> that I was Eugene H. Robinson from the Washington Post. And he said, as he showed up, he looked at me, he's like, my wife's friends with him? <laughs> I thought he was like a old kind of dowdy guy. My friends, my wife's been friends with this handsome guy. For, he's telling me this, and I'm like, "What's your wife look like?" <laughs> I no no no. I'm fucking with you, man. I'm just fucking with you. No, you, she's talking about Eugene H. You know, I'm Eugene S. I, you know, I write about celebrities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who the fuck is that guy? I, I you know. So, but he showed up, and of course, there's a series of photos, and I'm picking through the photos that are going to be part of the launch, and there's like one photo where it just looks, there were about 60 people there, right? But there's one photo, it looks like they're like 600, and that one guy from CNN is in a series of fucking photos, looking at like eight photos, all great photos, with the exception of this guy who's on his fucking phone on each of the photo, each of the photos. I'm like, oh, oh. 
the fuck? He's probably texting his wife. He, you, you said he was, he's this guy is I don't know what he was uh eight photos ruining as I whatever man people look at their phones if it's just one photo what do you think he's, he's not he maybe looking maybe he had the baby who knows who knows but the event was good there was free pizza there was free booze had a DJ uh you got postcards got I I got lots of ephemera from it and of course uh, the Substack is about it and then tomorrow sometime tomorrow the whole thing goes live. Uh, and I got apparently I should have pulled it down before the weekend. The stuff on long duty because it takes a couple of uh, uh, days for the search engines to rev rev it out. In other words, if you type in Chelsea Wolf, yeah, long duty will still come up probably Tuesday or Wednesday. You won't automatically go to the end of nowhere. But those of you listening, no, you should go to the end of nowhere.com. Not today, but tomorrow. The guys who are doing all that stuff are in England. So they'll probably do it when we're asleep if we're on the West Coast for sure. And then in the morning, it'll be it'll be up. So that's where we've been uh, New York City. And I, I don't like to say that where I'm going to be when I'm there, as many a hip hop guy is learning. You say that after the shit after you've been there, not before you're there, because all kinds of world of surprises await. But in this instance, I, I, I had to do it and I wanted some of you to come. So it was nice to meet you in person. Uh, um, one of the guys is was a friend of Alexi's and he's like, man, it's eerie. And I was like, what, what's that? He goes, I watch a show every week. I go, which one? He goes, if the shoes fit, feels like I know you, but we've never talked before. I go, why is, what's creepy about that? He goes, I was like, you might be sending me secret messages in my eyes. Okay. I got to talk to somebody else. <laughs> secret messages in your brain. What are you fucking talking about? You know? So, um, but. But it was interesting this week too. So, like, I'm in I'm in, in New York, all right. So your news—I don't know if you've noticed this or this happens to you—but your news feed, uh, yeah, your news feed changes, right? Like your news feed slightly changes based on where you are, and it, it, from everything, right? So and MMA and and so on. Um, and one of the guys that showed up, uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Uh, even though, yeah, the Boone Well, you're gonna probably gonna miss the Boone, the last of the Boone Well shows, uh, JW. So, uh, you know, so the news is a bit different, and I'm like, there's uh, there's uh, there's something weird going on with MMA, right? Like, it's weird in every regard, and it's almost to a certain degree. I don't want to give us too much credit here on the lowly Eugene, Eugene S. Robs the show stomper, but it's almost to a certain degree like the ball one might be listening to the show or watching it or, you know, Sean Shelby, also known as Keith, is paying attention because at the same, they're floating at the same time, um, at the same time that they are, you know, uh, deep sixing any talk about Stipe. And they're deep sixing any talk about Francis and Gano. Um, they're still now they're advancing this article about how John Johnny Boney Joni will come into his full strength probably in 2024. Do not dangle this fucking carrot. You know 2023 is a year to make this happen. Do not fuck this up. This time next year, if that hasn't happened, I won't be talking about MMA. I know that's a threat that doesn't make a difference to you, but uh, people grow out of sports all the time. Chicho, Chicho Impostado, 
grew up going to baseball games with his father, made it through the first baseball strike, the second baseball strike, killed it. 37 years of baseball fanhood out the fucking window. He couldn't take it. Perfect storm of super high, uh, high uh, 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 ticket prices to watch your games live. Fracturing of TV, how you were going to watch the event if you didn't go to the actual games. And then life where you realize, hey, whoa, you're striking? Fuck you. He was out. Maybe he'd read it in the newspaper. Maybe he wouldn't. I feel like that. I feel like all these monkeys are jumping on a, oh, she's shining the bald one's dome any way they can to curry favor. And then God forbid you should say something anti the bald one and the whole coterie of nut jumpers will find you in the comments. Unlike these sensitive types, I'm happy to be canceled. You know, I don't like you. And I'm happy to see you. I'm going to offer you not one, not three, but two testicles to juggle in your mouth, if you like, just to show you my heart's in the right place. And they're like, oh, oh, Eugene, you, you, what, what? That seems to be a pretty damn gracious offer. I've made it before. And the people who have taken me up on it seem to be pretty happy in the aftermath. So, uh... I, I I don't know what to tell you. You know this 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 weird what is it what is it what is it called um, psyop that is that is that is MMA like and the article about the bald one it has been he's still doing this charm offensive where there was another article about how he he gave you know ten thousand dollars to rescue one of the barstool sports guys Bob Menner. I don't know who these guys are. People, you know, people think because I'm in a band, they will, oh, have you heard the, the the Mission of Burma record from 1970? Like, Man, I know Mission of Burma. I think I've even seen him play, but I'm not one of these exhaustive audiophile cats who's like got every fucking four versions of Inagata de Vida, different mixes. I, you know, I just listen to music. I like what I listen to. I listen to what I like. I'm all right. And with this MMA, like, it's a pastime, you know. I'm obsessed with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But I don't have to do that to be tied into this, 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 the monkey machinery of the bald one and his acolytes. I don't have to be there. And I'm sure that those acolytes have got your fingers poised over the keyboard. Well, get the fuck out then. Okay. 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 Yeah, you know, I've watched, I've watched, I've been watching this the, the, the number one. And was actually training before it was training with Paul Polar Bear Vaughn's Brian the Fury Johnson probably before number two or three happened. The sport is not built for me. Baldwin doesn't give a fuck about me. Much like Sorrell. Much like the people who run 24-hour fitness. The guy who's there all the time, you don't make money off of him. You make money off the 30-day plans. Keep signing those guys. You know? I watch five fights a year. I'll pay 80. I don't complain. I don't steal. You know, I buy a whole bunch of, uh, you know, tap out gear. Or they don't even sell. I saw a guy with a homemade tap out shirt when I was in New York. I was like, whoa. You know, and if you don't think there is, I'm trying to ask John Nash to dig into, if you don't think there's some sort of connection between ADCC and and uh, uh, the UFSI, you're wrong. I, I smell it and I can feel it in my bones. 
maybe it's it's obvious and maybe everybody knows and I'm just the one who hasn't been paying attention but it seems to me you know oh this is a, if if I'd be very 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 surprised if uh, Gordon Ryan at some point doesn't dip his toe in for a high high value high stakes uh you know uh payday and they're still moving the same crusty fucking pieces around you know <laughs> yeah they don't yeah yeah exactly imagine that they're still moving the same crusty fucking pieces around. Oh, McNuggets, accused anal rapist McNuggets is going to fight Patty Pimlet. Of course he loves it. He loves it. He's got nothing else at this point. This is it. This is it. This is like the the, the abused partner who figures I'll get any kind of attention. I if, I if I can't get positive, I'll take negative attention. I mean, you know, he knows as well as anybody else. Roadhouse better be good. It better not be Leonard Part Six. You, you want a handhold to the next branch? That better be a good branch. Otherwise, you and Gina Carano can sit around and talk about, yeah, you, you, you remember when the, the when I when I used to, you remember, you remember when I used to do that thing that time with that thing, what the. Yeah, you were, and then she could be like, "Yeah, beep bop boop." Remember before that? That was funny, huh? The beep bop boop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I gotta go. Let me hop on my my uh, my Lamborghini speedboat. I'll see you later, Gina. Hey, what is that? A specialized bike or is that a Schwinn? Good look. See ya. Come on, Get the fuck out of here with this. Of course, the twenty second. Uh, we got something big. We got something big. And I think that the week before that, I don't get to do care, don't care. But I'm sure Steph will ask me for my picks. And so I will send them out via the Twitter machine. But there's something rotten, stinking afoot in the world of mwah. And I don't know what it is. If you're paying attention, you, 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 you. If you if you if you pay attention and you sense you can feel what I'm feeling, it doesn't feel good or healthy. I, I kind of feel like it's George H W Bush when he was talking about his VP pick, and he goes, "It's it's going to be big. It's going to be big. It's going to be so big." And when I when I announce who it is, it's just going to be such a right thing that you're going to be like, "Wow, why didn't I think of that?" And then you're like, "My God, this guy is like." Oh, who, what Jesus Christ did he pick out of the flock? And it's Dan Quayle. People are like, what? Of course, having been Reagan's VP and orchestrated the shooting of Reagan. Oh, you think George H.W. didn't do that? Oh, what about the George H.W. Bush family connections between his family and the Hinckley's? Oh, former dad and CIA thinking he didn't know what's going on. Oh, stop it. He had no intention of being Reaganized. It's a miracle Reagan didn't die during that shooting. Without the quick thinking of a, I got, <laughs> that is why Eugene S. Robinson is not a Secret Service man. That guy jumped in the way of those bullets is like, ah, you know, I got to save the president. And I would be standing there saying like, I hope somebody saves the president. Well, that's your job, isn't it? <laughs> no, I'm at HW. Isn't that your job? Like the Uvalde, the entire Uvalde uh, 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 police force. The entire one. 
<laughs> the entire one. Nah, not the entire. I wonder who's gonna save those kids. Uh, who, who who's gonna save them? Who who's gonna save them? <laughs> I hope somebody some I hope somebody saves those kids. Hey, ain't ain't you? It's like from Apocalypse Now. Who, who's in charge here, soldier? Ain't you? <laughs> nobody in charge here anywhere. But that's not with the Uzi. That's not what's happened. Something's happened. And let me tell you, let me tell you, if you're concerned or interested in the machinations in the next few years, we're going to see a lot more of this. Don King will not be walking this planet in five years. Neither will Bob Arum. Oscar De La Hoya has proven himself to be an insignificance. So that's not an issue. Vince McMahon has, has sexed himself out of the game. The, the combat sports enterprise, there's no growth deltas in any sports. You're not leaving behind tennis to become an MMA fan. You're not going to turn off God. You might be both now, but we're not poaching anybody. Right? So the, the, del- the growth deltas are not external, exterior growth deltas. That's not what they are. They're interior. All the people who have the demonstrated willingness or, or an interest in paying attention to combat sports, you know, uh, now that you've got people, Honda, fighting in the WWE, WWE fans have more than a passing familiarity with people. There's been this cross-pollination with a Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, all these cats, back and forth, even CM Punk, whatever this guy's name is, back and forth. There's been enough without Vince McMahon at the helm. We're talking about the same pool, but we're talking about distributions now. Distributions. The bald ones say, oh, you know, UFC is out of the boxing business. These guys don't know how to run a successful business. You know, that's like saying good doggy until you get your hand on the rock. Saying good doggy until you get your hand on the rock. So, you you know, uh, um, hold on here. Let's do this. Um, you, you you put your hand on that rock. I'm not interested in boxing. I'm not interested in boxing. I'm a, Bob Arum dies. I'm not interested in boxing. I'm not interested in boxing. Don King dies. I'm not interested in boxing. You know, some Oscar the Hoya does some bonehead thing, and then the hand rests on the rock. You guys want to get out? You come through me. Because while a Tyson Fury is not fighting for less than 50 mil, the Baldwin has demonstrated with the UFC that you don't need those guys. How many signings did they have this week alone of people under 18? There was somebody else, a second or third fighter, or under 18 for sure. Another 17-year-old fighter, 16, 17-year-old fighter. What kind of fucking contracts did these people sign? Well, their parents had to be involved. Oh, Really? You mean the parents, like the parents who sent that 13-year-old girl over to Roman Polanski's house? Oh, he's a film director, honey. (laughs) 13-year-old daughter. You know, one of my kids' coaches at one point said to me, hey, if you ever need help babysitting Lola, just let me know. She's so cute. I go, I got three daughters. He's like, yeah, but uh," I go, why would you pick out one? He's like, "What, what, what, what do you... No, I'm just saying, man. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird what you just said there. I'm giving him the I'm giving him the, the Jake Lamont thing. You yourself don't know what you yourself just said. If you're the father of daughters, this shit happens all the time. There's one guy, a psychologist. He's giving rides. 
He's given rights. Nah, this Dana getting in shape thing. It's because if you watched last week's show, it's part of the charm offensive. He just ran that web thing of like 10.4 release. They, that same web thing said, I was going to live until I was 92. It's just some bullshit thing. It's like, you know, if you look at the optical illusion. If you if you see a skull in this or you see a woman's body, it means that you like soup. Get the fuck out of here with that. It's not science. It's not science. It's not science. He's uh, trying to run. I'm not going to be around for much longer. You know, hand on the rock, hand on the rock. You know, I'm, I'm not interested in boxing. I can't believe hand on the rock, hand on the rock. Bob Arum dies, hand on the rock. Don King dies, and I got you. I got you. Pictures of him shirtless, hand on the rock, hand on the rock. Because Tyson Fury's not, Mayweather's not. But there's nature abhors a vacuum, and that vacuum is not being filled. And you got plenty of fighters, boxers, lower down, who would say, hey, man, I, I worked with an Olympic boxer when I was at Nikon. Dude worked in the mailroom. Fought, boxed in the Olympics. I said, hey, man, what do you get in your career? He's like, ah, man, I can't, I can't get any fights. Well, you can't, I can't get any fights to pay anything. I get these fights here, you know, they're offering like thousand dollars, two thousand. Oh, that's why those guys get fifty mil. In the bald one's head, it's an unhealthy business. Redistribute that fifty mil, but in the bald one's head, he's not saying redistribute to the guys in the mailroom who box. He's saying redistribute it to me, and I can get, I can, I can build, get a bunch of seventeen-year-old hot shots. Hey, LeBron James started playing when he was seventeen. Tiger Woods when he was nineteen. What's wrong with a young athlete who pays, takes a little bit? Oh, stop it! Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. That's right. People forget about that history. Well, you know, Tyson, Tyson Fury's people. <laughs> you can't, you can't make any headway. It's like when I was gonna do when I was going to do some of those underground fight things in England. And that, this is before England. And the guy was like, you know, I, you can make $5,000 a fight, 5,000 pounds a fight. I was like, I'm in. I'm in. And he goes, but you can't do any of the MMA shit. What are you talking about? You can't kick a guy's legs out. You, you know, you can't throw a guy to the ground. It's straight boxing. I go, where the fuck have these guys been? What are, you, you know, uh, you know, no, no, that's not the way it works, man. It's not where that's not way that the way you think it works is not the way it works. The way it works is the way they say it works. And I was like, well, I think I'll take the fight anyway. He's like, Eugene, I'm not fucking around. Pete was his name. Pete was telling me, Eugene, I'm not fucking. If you go in there and you do some shit like that, <laughs> just don't do some shit like that. And I was like, wow, man, okay. I mean, he's not, wasn't a scary, 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 prone to be scared type guy. He was not that guy. But this was something that he was very concerned about. <laughs> and that's where Tyson Fury's people, you know, there's some people you fuck with and some people you don't. Now, accused of a rapist, Connor McNuggets, hangs out with some of the same types of people. But like, if you've ever read what Sammy DeBull Gravano said about John Gotti, you know why he's he has relinquished his 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 prerogatives like john uh, like Gotti said about or uh, uh, garano said about Gotti. he goes john Gotti forgot that what we do this thing of ours it's a secret society you don't be appearing on the cover of fucking time magazine and once you do that you belong to the world yeah exactly tommy pounds 
you belong to the fucking world. Connor, Connor accused Daniel Rippers, Connor McGregor, hangs out with the same people. But he's been running his mouth so relentlessly, he belongs to the world, man. Belongs to the world. No, Sammy Bull Gravano very specifically was speaking about John Gotti. If you read Underboss, his book, he was very specifically speaking about John Gotti. So, so those guys are untouchable, but those guys are also time limited. They got a sell-by date. Sell-by date. If you don't think the Baldwin is making moves, he's not leaving. He's not leaving. He Why? Like Dirty Harry's because he likes it. He's got nothing else. How many hip-hop records are you going to make? What's he going to retire to? And it's a vacuum. You know what? I hate to do this, be sympathy for the bald one. I hate to be that cat, sympathy for the bald one. But the reality of it is, like in Catch-22, he'd be stupid. He, he, he would be stupid to not do it. Vince McMahon is gone. Aram is dead. King is dead. De La Hoya is insignificant. Mayweather is doing his exhibition matches because people are paying to watch him do a fucking crossword puzzle. Whatever. Somebody's going to step into the breach. American mafia, Italian mafia in New York takes takes it in the ass from Giuliani's investigations, all the Rico statues busting people turn states as evidence. And somebody who said to me, so... You know, New York is night without organized crime. It's like, are you are you fucking kidding? Are you are, are you kidding? You do realize it's a bona fide industry, and just because the Italians were moved out, does it mean that it's not going to be? Oh, you mean the Russians, the Russians, the Albanians, the Jamaicans, whatever. <laughs> I don't, I don't, frankly, JB, I don't have the constitution for it. I, I actually don't. I, the closest I've been to the internal workings have both been through Scott Coker and and sideways with uh, uh, Federico Lapenda, uh, w, uh, WVC, World Valley Tudo Championship, the only actual no-holds-barred fight for a long time. That's the closest I've been. And I just, I don't, uh, I, I traveled with uh, Lapenda and, and color commentate those fights he did in Russia back in like 1999, 2000, 2001. And I learned a lot from the guy. What I learned, I said stuff that would have, as a New Yorker, would have flipped me out and had me raging and throwing shit. He had this very Brazilian attitude. He was just like, oh, man, man, where are you, John? Where? And I and I got back and I was like, I gotta be more Brazilian, man. This is gotta relax, relax, shit, relax, whatever. Ah, relax. I gotta, I gotta move to Brazil. This is a great attitude about life. You just relax things in their own time. And and two things changed my mind. A buddy of mine said, That's great until you like need your car fixed. Or alternatively, cars being what we call literary terms foreshadowing, I'm in traffic and some guy cuts me off and then, bing, New Yorker and me came back, the Brazilian was gone and I was back to being myself. But it lasted six months. But he was, and of course, but Frederico Lopenda now got out as soon as he can. What is he doing now? Film production. Nobody beat you up. You're not hanging around with gang as many gangsters. And, uh, you know, most people like movies. Right? Not everybody likes fighting. So, uh, so uh, I, you know, so there you go. Um, so that was, that was I, I, something is smelly and stinking going on. 
I'm not sure what it is. And now you got Hamsat, who is now stuck in Chechnya with the, uh, not Chechnya, where he, uh, uh, yeah, he's stuck in Chechnya, right? They won't give him his passport and the whole thing with Russian kid Nate going nuts because he thinks every sign, every sign of of uh, Ukrainian uh, military victory is some American neocon propaganda driven by the CIA and none of it's real and Russia's really winning. It's just it's 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 madness. The entire world is unbalanced in madness. And like when I've been in the middle of a riot or a civil insurrection before. I think I'm just going to stand there and watch for it all to die or blow over or something. I'm not running out in the street, not like Charlie Chaplin when he's following the, the, the construction truck and it drops its red flag and he picks it up and all the commies running or marching, see him running with the red flag and run behind him because they think the revolution has begun. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then the number one biggest search phrase is how to break a limb in Russia. Twenty-year-old men are not having this conscription; they're leaving. I got five people in the in the Ukraine who, who kidnapped. They believes they're still they just don't know what the fuck is going on. A guy in his underwear in Austin knows more than my friends who are in country. Whatever, man. You know, you can't tell the players without a, without a scorecard. I don't know. I do know. End of nowhere happens tomorrow. And I do know, I expect you all to check it out. Yeah, I mean, if you've been paying attention, you've been reading all the articles anyway, so whatever. But there's a value add to it. There's a value add. So so there is it. Anyway, uh, what's what's happened? There was no, I don't, I don't, I don't remember if Steph ran the Care Don't Care last week. So we'll then run it again Monday at noon. But in any case, I do know Tuesday is if the shoes fit. End of nowhere tomorrow possibly care don't care tomorrow tuesday if the shoes fit uh next week of course it, it will be uh i don't i can't i can't vouch for anything that happens next week since uh thursday i got that big festival to play and i got a few shows with uh Brunwell, so maybe i'll do some some more tour diaries uh, uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly that's, that's that's what nate nate's doing he wants him in. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly, BC. Yeah, I love that George Collins. Which, anyway, so that's this week. Uh, oh, I got, here. Oh, I'll show you something. I'll show you something that only people that stuck to the end will get to see. You'll, you'll dig this. Uh, and I was told not to show it out, but I, I'm just going to show it to you. In the briefest of moments, uh, I, got, I got a preliminary mock-up of the cover of the memoir and you know of course we've been fighting about it because that's kind of what what i do but you know uh this is a, a glimpse at it that ain't that ain't that that's it <laughs> so this is version two three three of the eugene s robinson showstopper thanks for listening we'll see i don't know about next well we'll see what happens but until then don't die because you know what look what you made me do ah!